TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Stories of that game and what happened in the clubhouse is just fantastic. There's no game that can bleep you like this one. <laughs> it's Roycey on baseball. Let's go here. Well, the uh, Twins made their first move over the weekend. Uh, Sergio Romo, I'm not a, a – he drives me crazy watching him pitch because it's uh, just these 70-mile-an-hour floaters, <laughs> the slider. But uh, I did uh, I did enjoy the predictable reaction from uh, Twins fans who say, by the way, you look at the guy and uh, he, he had 11 straight scoreless appearances and he was 17 for 18 on saves for the Marlins. So mm-hmm. – you know, it's not a nothing pickup, but I did enjoy that the fact the first reaction of the, of the fans was, "How could they give up Lewin Davis or Diaz? Lewin Diaz? How could Lewin they give Diaz, up yeah. Lewin Diaz? A guy they hadn't we, heard of no, until the no, Twins had made no. the trade." But and then they looked up and he's had a bunch of home runs and he's moved up to number ten prospect on mm-hmm. the list at midseason. Uh, I believe left-handed hitting, right? Left-handed hitting, so, yeah. first baseman. Well, Kirilov, you got Kepler. I think they're going to keep him. Yep. And right. That would be smart. And right. <laughs> so, therefore, you got Kirilov is probably going to be a first baseman when he gets here in mm-hmm. a year. And he's 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 ahead of Lewin Davis. And, you know, that's what you give up to get a pitcher. Yeah. But it's uh, it is funny how uh, we're always they got to do something. Give up all the prospects, and then you give up a prospect, and they say, "How can they give up that prospect?" <laughs> uh, you know what it is? What I, I we have this uh, division here, and I th- I think the problem is, and I I'm guilty of this, is we base our view of how the public feels about something on Twitter and comments on newspapers. But those, you know, it's 90, a small part 90% of the yeah. people say, oh, they got Sergio Romo. They, you know, so we've, we, you know, they've, the fan base as a whole has to take uh, the heat for the, uh, the cynical respondents on Twitter and, you know, the anti-twin crowd. The anti-twin crowd, the the cheap poll ad crowd, yep. is more quickly to respond to these things than the public, which says, "Oh, okay, God, they're having a hell of a year, and uh, uh-huh. you know, maybe this guy, for, maybe this guy can help and, them." Yeah, uh, but that's not the. Uh, I was uh, when they first made the trade. I was reading the comments from with the Star Tribune. <laughs> These are the worst human beings in the world, right? Yes, I yes mean, these they are. are. These yes. are the, the the people who respond on sports and politics, yes, and at newspaper websites. And uh, you know, I was reading through them, just getting some giggles about, uh, you know, basically because the lead went from eleven and a half to one because the tribe went thirty four and twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a complete failure. This operation is a complete failure. The <laughs> fact that, uh, you know, they've hit more home runs faster than any team in baseball and they're scoring six, seven runs a game, they're a complete failure. Pat, we had a caller on the Score North Twins show the other day that suggested that Rocco Baldelli should be fired. Really? Yes, we got one. 
We got one of those calls already, Pat. <laughs> the Twins were 61 and 39. 39 at, that on, time. at at the time of this that we aired this show. Mm-hmm. And guys suggested that Rocco should maybe be fired. <laughs> Uh, it's unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't so, believe it. My my uh, one uh, sad point uh, this weekend was I was not in in uh, Chicago on Sunday for Rocco's pregame press uh, news media session to ask him about Carlos Torres's contributions uh, since he <laughs> came up on Friday. Because you know he would have said, well, he was, you know, we were really impressed with, uh, you know, Carlos, when he came up, he's a Twitter guy, and he was yeah. all over Twitter and, uh, and uh, you know, stuff like that. But it was, uh, <laughs> it would have been, I'm sure if asked, he would have paid tribute to yes. We could see. We could see Carlos's veteran leadership out there in the bullpen, <laughs> even though he didn't pitch. You know. <laughs> By the way, remember that guy that the Twins brought in, pitched him once last year, David Hale, the right-hander that they claimed from the Yankees. They pitched him once. Oh yeah, yeah. Three innings. He's with the Yankees. He's, He's back pitched. with the Yankees. He's pitched like four times this week because they're you know they got the last week because they yeah. got the hell crap beat out of them, but. Uh, yeah, Carlos, uh, poor Carlos. But uh, with the Yankees, I I, <clears throat> I kind of chuckled, and we had talked about this on the show last week after the um, on the Twin Show last week after the Yankee series was over with the Twins, and because locally here we were thinking, oh man, the, the you know the bullpen and the starting mm-hmm. rotation, and guys can't go five innings, and the bullpen's getting rocked, and you know mm-hmm. what's we got to do something, the Twins got to <laughs> do something, and then you think, and it's like. Well, yeah. What do you think? That, what do you think they're saying in New York right <laughs> yeah, now, too? Uh, I mean, the Yankees fans are yeah. They gave, they left here and gave up nineteen, <laughs> and then ten, and then nine, and none of their starters went past four. I don't think. Yeah. No, they let Tanaka take a. They he went five, but he gave up twelve. I think right. Okay. Tanaka kind of like with Older Rizzi here because the, they just in, finally yeah. said, "Okay, take the beating." Because Older Rizzi gave up nine, nine and yeah. you know Rocco said, "You got to give us four at least." That was know? the damnedest series of all time, though. Oh, the Yankee gosh. series: twenty-seven yeah. runs, twelve home runs. You win one, but the uh, the Tuesday game. The did you do you make it to the finish line? Five oh three. I made it to the finish line. Yeah. Wow. That was, was that was an all timer, man. Well, that that was, was at the game. Amazing. That was the game that I took my Croatian buddies to. That oh game, yeah, right? the, the, mm-hmm. the young gal, my friend Tate, and her her brother Jack, and I think they're eleven and nine now. But they, I met them last year at South. You, you met them yeah, at South yeah. St. Paul. They went to the went game to them for the World Cup final. They went yeah. to the game after nine. It was uh, very hard to convince young Tate that. Uh, Five hours was our legal limit, and we were leaving. Yeah. But you know what's funny is we went to the ramp. I drove home. Mm-hmm. We left after nine, drove home, went in, got to see the entire bottom of the tent. <laughs> <laughs> the top of the, you know, the top. It was the damnedest thing oh, I've ever seen. That was something, man. I that saw a six-month, I saw a six-week-old baby, and I, I tweeted this out in the, in the about the third inning in, in the Legends Club up there in the corridor. Mm-hmm. I said that kid will be walking by the time this game's <laughs> over. It ended up, it ended up uh, going five zero three. It was, uh, it was an, it was epic. That was for sure. Yeah, it was. I, I mean, you know, I we make a lot about you know how long these games are and everything. I mean, mm-hmm. if you get 
I, I'm okay with a game going five hours if it's that. Yeah, if it's something at, like at that. At some point, you get beyond the. Uh, at some point, you get beyond the uh, uh, idea of God. This is taking along too. Mm-hmm. This is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It was it's, great. Uh, it was great theater. It was so great you got theater. great hopes for Miguel after this week or not? Uh, I need to see a. I need to. I mean, he's he's hitting great, yeah. but. I think I need to see it kind of be sustained a little bit. He does still throw in the 0 for 5 with three strikeouts and then the next day. But if he, uh, as I said, almost from the first couple of weeks, I mean, I'm not telling anyone that I suspected this team Mm -hmm. to be a bunch of muggers like they are. (laughs) But after seeing them for the first couple of weeks of the season, I said, you send out mediocre pitching or less, they are going to knock the hell out of you now yeah. somehow nova got away with it saturday and made him look bad mm-hmm. but beyond that you they get you on a run and get into your bullpen and you if you got a bunch of slouches out there they will beat on you they're gonna have seven or eight guys with 20 home runs this year oh yeah it's unbelievable yeah, yeah. i mean that this lineup well, cruz and kepler unless something would really happen are both gonna hit 40 mm-hmm. cruises man he hits them a long ways <laughs> That bat speed. He be, he's, uh, that bat speed is still incredible. Yeah, it's unbelievable. and uh, and he uh, he's got a good idea what he's going to get thrown to. Mm-hmm. You know, he's thinking along with. He you comes and, to the plate with a plan. That's yeah. a professional hitter. He comes mm-hmm. up. and He knows what he's going to try and accomplish every time. But uh, we, you know. The idea that when he came up the fourth time, he wasn't trying to hit a home run. Oh, he totally was. He, <laughs> he totally damn, was. He damn near left his cleats. Come on. <laughs> on that pitch that was down there, and he tried to. He had a pretty good swing. That's been it. a hell of a signing, though. Oh, picking oh, him God. up has been – that's that a, that's an A-plus signing for 14 them. million, and he's got better numbers than Machado and Bryce Harper. Yep. So, all right. All right, Manny Hill and Ricey. Uh, this is uh, the, our baseball podcast, and we will be back with Tom Kelly and Tim Kirkchen, the TK Twin Bill. Planning for a secure future requires sound investment advice. That's why I rely on my guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, for guidance in planning and maintaining a long-term financial strategy. This is Ricey, and I've known Josh for many years. I trust Josh and recommend him because he listens and delivers the kind of service that you'll need to feel confident about your financial future. I encourage you to get to know him the same way I did many years ago. Call Josh Arnold at 952 952- 925-5608 and set up your 48-minute no-obligation consultation. Call 952-925-5608. You'll always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Call Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. Tom Kelly is uh, with us. Tom, what have you been seeing from Sano? Do you see more hope for the young man uh, the last couple of weeks, two, three weeks? Absolutely. Yeah, he's, he looks uh, a lot better. Uh, whether we're out of the woods or not, I'm not sure. But I do think he's going in the right direction, no question. Uh, when he hits one to right field, I just light up. <laughs> just, it can be done. Yes. Yeah, I've watched other people do it, and 
that one he hit yesterday, uh, Sunday, down the uh, uh, right field line. That was a thing of beauty. Uh, just wonderful. It sure makes the manager look smarter, that's for sure. Those three run home runs, they, they, your intelligence level goes way up. <laughs> but what I noticed about uh, Sano, Patrick, is that he doesn't seem to be doing the check swing thing yes. as much. There's a few mixed in there, here and there, but for the most part, no. And uh, uh, he looks more calm at the plate, more relaxed. And uh, James Rousen, uh, our hitting coach, or uh, whoever is responsible uh, for uh, straightening this out is uh, should be awarded a, a silver star. <laughs> yeah, no question. And, and he's been hearing things, uh, hit the ball the right, let's drive some balls the other way, do this, nice, let the ball travel, get there, you know, see the ball, then go. And uh, he's been hearing it for years, and, you know, sometimes it just takes a, a while to click in. And uh, right now it looks to be clicked in. I hope it can stay there. And, Tom, the need to pull the ball to hit a home run with him has never been strong. But with anybody right now, it's with, with the bat we got hitting this ball, uh, you, you know, you don't have to hit it as hard as you used to. No, it's, it's obvious. And I think everybody uh, uh, will agree that uh, the ball does go a lot further. So uh, I don't mean a little further. It goes a lot further. <laughs> no, that's you know, right. And, uh I'm curious, Patrick, at the end of the year to uh, get the stats from the AAA baseball and, yes. and see the numbers and how uh, drastically they increased as well. That's going to be uh, a pretty good indicator, I think, because uh, uh, we, we don't see those games unless you uh, do the Internet thing. But the uh, uh, Major League Baseball, certainly, the, you know, you, it's right in front of you. You can't miss it. So. The uh, minor league stats will be interesting to see. Tom, uh, when um, Snow came up in 2015, you mentioned this check swing deal. His pitch recognition was one thing that a lot of people were impressed with, at least in July and August. I think when he got to September, he was looking for uh, to improve that home run number. But, uh, you know, that's that's the one. That was the big fall off to me is all those check swings. And he was that that tells me that he doesn't, you know, doesn't see the ball out of the guy's hand. Correct. Uh, I, I agree, Patrick. The uh, um, Any hitter that you see doing the check swing thing, doesn't have to be Miguel. Miguel's, uh, but in this case, uh, he's cleaned it up uh, dramatically. Let's hope it stays there. And uh, I, I think when he gets uh, pull conscious, uh, that's when, you know, it looks worse because he's getting off the ball and, and not seeing it and not letting it travel and all that stuff. And so and where he's positioned his hands, I think, is, is a factor as well. He's got them dropped down some. And uh, I, I think Buxton's doing okay, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing his come down as well a little bit. Say, uh, uh, have you got to talk much to Rousen? He's a pretty good fellow. I've talked to him uh, a couple times, just quickly, not nothing in depth at all. And he is—he—he's so polite and uh, classy when he talks, and and uh, so I have a lot of respect for him uh, as a person. And and uh, 
you know, last year maybe he wasn't as smart as he is this year. <laughs> yeah, he's gotten to be a genius. He's doing. He's eating the right things. Whenever you uh, whenever you talk to him, he always uh, throws in a plug for Rudy too. Uh, Rudy, his assistant, well, who apparently has a really good relationship with. Uh, I remember some, of that. Uh, some years back now. I can't remember how many. What's how long has Rudy been there? Well, this was a couple with uh, Guardy, yeah. So, uh, well, no, no, no I mean a couple there, with Molly. Uh, couple with Molly, yeah. Uh, when Molly was uh, putting together the coaching staff, and uh, he was talking about the assistant hitting coach, and I, I suggested Rudy because uh, I liked him uh, when I watched him work in the minor leagues, uh, being able to speak. Uh, Spanish, uh, of course, uh, his language, uh, was a big factor in that. I thought he always worked hard and w- when I watched him in, in the minor leagues, as I said. But the uh, being able to speak English, he does a very good job. And, of course, Spanish, uh, he uh, has an advantage. And being able to communicate with the Latin players, uh, make them feel a little bit more comfortable and knowing and having the understanding that they, the player knows what they're, uh, maybe James is talking about. And so there's no communication problems. So I thought that was a big issue. And Paul was a little bit on the fence with that. And, and, uh, but, um, he decided to uh, give, uh, Rudy a shot. And uh, I'm glad it's worked out for him because I've known him a long time since down in the minor leagues. So I, I was glad it all worked out for him. And uh, so he's been a, a wonderful addition to the uh, uh, to the ball club. And I guess last year he wasn't a smart either. <laughs> hey Tom, Kepler's getting into uh, MVP fifth, fifth or sixth on the ballot type territory yeah, here. He's moving I- up. Uh, uh, it's a wonderful conversation. I, I think the uh, uh, Polanco uh, had that position yes. uh, to start the year. I don't think anybody would argue that. And then uh, Kepler was doing just fine and, and uh, sort of steady and uh, making an impact. But uh, Polanco, I think, was the talk of the town. And uh, now it's. Uh, I think he's taken over the top spot. Without any question, uh, I think he what's he leading Twins RBIs, home runs, yep, and there's something else he's leading in. But uh, uh, he's doing a uh, terrific job now. In the past, he sort of has faded a little bit in September, and I know I talked to him about it a, a year ago about uh, trying to be strong uh, through the month of September and and leave the season on uh, feeling good about yourself and what you did uh, throughout the course of the year. And so uh, he, he took that. I thought he took it to heart. But, again, we'll see what happens when we get to September because I think if somebody would look up his numbers in September, they'd see where they've, they've gone down a touch. So uh, let's hope he finishes on a strong note with the enthusiasm and the pennant race uh, that they're in uh, – uh, enthusiasm should be very high, so you should be feeling pretty good about yourself when you come into that clubhouse every day. I would imagine that uh, Rocco is uh, the most positive guy of all time when the media is around, but yeah. I would imagine he's been telling the fellas to clean it up in the field a little bit, huh? Ooh, 
<laughs> oh yeah, he's uh, he is positive. He's always nodding his head, and yeah, he's 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 got a lot of tricks. <laughs> uh, he, uh, uh, I'm sure, had some mention to the uh, uh, the errors in the field, and ooh, there's some of them were a little bit ugly side, you know. Um, but they uh, uh, still managed to win their share of the games uh, to make. What, they make four errors and still won the other day? Is yeah, they made three. And according to Lave- uh, Lavelle's time clock, they made three in four minutes there one time. You know, so. Yeah, they got stats for everything now. So <laughs> they put a, some letters to that. Yeah, uh, But, uh, the, you know, making it easier on the pitcher when, uh, you know, getting the outs he's supposed to get. You know, he's yeah. supposed to get these outs. And, you know, everybody's going to make an error here and there. But... Uh, three and four minutes is not good. <laughs> the, uh, uh, protecting the pitcher is the most important thing that a, a fielder can do when they're on the defensive end of it and, and uh, putting them in position where they can be successful and that somewhat falls on the player in the field. So uh, cleaning it up and, and making the plays you're supposed to make will certainly make life easier for the starting pitcher as well as any pitcher. But in, in you know, I think in baseball in general, Pat, in general, uh, the starters are pitching, what, what are they averaging, five? Five and, five and I bet two. it's not five and a third. It might um, be five, yeah. It's going down. Yeah. It's gone down, actually. Uh, but getting outs you're supposed to get can extend that, uh, make it a little easier for the pitcher to pitch into the sixth, seventh inning. and. And uh, 10 years ago when we talked about pitching into the 7th, 8th inning, uh, now we talk about the 6th inning, getting yep. to the 6th. So <laughs> the uh, protecting the pitcher is very, very important, and I think it applies to all the teams, not just the Twins, because uh, we need uh, solid defense, uh, especially with our pitchers, and, and uh, I think baseball in general is that way. TK, yes, man. of all the home runs that we've seen Nelson Cruz hit yeah. over the years, it's, I, I was flabbergasted to find out when he hit the three home runs on Thursday, <laughs> right. that that was the first time he ever hit three home runs in a game with right. all the home runs <laughs> that he has hit in the last five, six, seven, eight years. Wow. To, to that, the fact that he had not hit three <laughs> in a game until Thursday is pretty amazing. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he moved right up in that MVP. <laughs> to, uh, him and Kepler, uh, I think, are, are somewhat of the two now that uh, you have to really look at. And Kepler playing in the field certainly puts him uh, a little bit ahead, I guess, because he plays both ends of the game. But uh, that home run he hit in Chicago the, the first night, mm-hmm. yeah. my goodness, <laughs> my, I, I just... I just dream about hitting one like that. <laughs> you know, then I wake up and go, oh, it didn't happen. <laughs> he, he, God, he hit that ball. I mean, he crushed it. And then next time he's sitting on the curve and, oh, my God, that was like a rocket. I uh, think the shortest of the. One iron going out of there. That was a bullet. I think according to the stats, the shortest of the three was 432 or yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> And then again, we wake up yeah. and say, oh, it's just a dream. 
I saw that he said that when he came up, by the time he comes up the fourth time, they're winning the game easy. And he, I saw that he said, well, I didn't change anything. He, uh, he almost yeah. jumped out of his shoes on that little bit. I thought he took a good swing. <laughs> yeah, he know, did. I kept the TV on to watch him because <laughs> yeah. the game was over, per yeah. se. So I use, when a game gets over, I usually flip it like I did yesterday after uh, 15 pitches or whatever it was. It was, yeah, that was <laughs> awful. You, you see the way he maintained, he's been able to maintain that bat speed, too, at his age, TK. It's well, it's really amazing. You know, it, uh, yes, you're correct, and I'm sure he has a nice uh, regimen of, of work that he does to keep his swing, and and uh, he gets his nap in before the game, and <laughs> boom, here he's ready to go. So it's uh, – uh, it's 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 quite professional the way he goes about things and handles himself and I think he's uh, what you call a professional hitter no question. Tom, the uh, Yankees uh, we we're talking about pitching. Oh. The Yankees have the best team in the American League. They had a six game stretch where they gave up sixty five runs and they didn't have a starter go past four. Things happen. <laughs> things happen along <laughs> the way. <laughs> you know. Imagine those uh, all them writers coming in in New York and all them people <laughs> oh, yeah. going, oh, my God, I must have been poor Booney. <laughs> he did get to play golf in between one of those. Uh, didn't he play at Hazeltine or something? Oh, oh he might have sneaked yeah, out there. Yeah, I don't know. But he uh, at least got around the golf. And <laughs> he, my God, having to explain that night after night after night. Oh, my God, they took a beating. And, you know, it sometimes goes that way where, Nobody gets you bring a bullpen guy in, they don't get anybody out. Next guy brings someone, nothing. Oh, God, you end up going, What the hell are we supposed to? You're just praying to get through it. Uh, you know, you're losing on the road. You get through the eight innings, you don't have to find somebody to pitch the ninth. So it's, it's a beating they took, and, and uh, it certainly will get everybody's attention. And uh, they did recover last night, I do believe. Yes, they uh, they gave up, they only gave up five. Yeah, they got through it with only <laughs> a five a, spot. It was a miracle. But uh, it's uh, you know it's one of them things that happened to you during the course of the season, and maybe that was a little bit on the much too much side. But uh, you know they all took a turn taking a beating. Tom but, Kelly's uh, with us. Hey, uh, Tom. Uh, so if you were uh, if you were walking out there to get the bower, what would offend you more? The fact that he might have hurt himself or the yeah. fact that he threw the ball 300 feet over the fence? I, I think the hurting, hurting himself. And, you know, I, you don't want to see something that embarrass yourself. The kids, uh, there's kids in the stands. And uh, and the kid's going to say to Dad, what's he doing? What, what is that? You told me, you know, oh, you, don't, you tell me how to play and do this and do that. And now the dad's got to sit there and try to explain it. You know, mm-hmm. that's bad. And uh, you worry about him hurting himself. He does something stupid like that. I'm sure he regrets it. He seems like a, a decent fella. You know, he's got his quirks. But uh, yeah. he's, you know, he seems, when you hear him talk, he talks well. And uh, so I'm sure he regrets what he did. But uh, I'm sure it, it, it probably pissed him off uh, pissed off everybody in the building you know everybody that saw it and and uh especially the dads are sitting there with the kids and trying to say well uh, maybe that wasn't so good you know try to say it nicely but 
Uh, that, that, yeah, he may, he had a bad moment, no question. Hey, the uh, fans are very upset to see the Twins lead. How could the Twins lead fritter away like that? Well, uh, before yesterday, I think Cleveland went 34-12. and That's yeah, maybe has something to do with it. Huh? Yeah, the Cleveland's got uh, smoking hot and put together a good run. And when you put that kind of run together, Pat, you think you're going to be on top. Yeah, But they're That's still true. Uh, fighting it. So, uh uh, they got it under four, and I think four is the number. When it gets, if it's four, you got work to do, and you got to get lucky to uh, catch. And it, it can be done, but four is a tough number to overcome, in my experience. And whether I was in the minor leagues managing or, or the major leagues, uh, four is a good number to have if you're ahead, and and uh, it seems to be a tough number to overcome. Uh, twos, you know, not bad to have, but uh, you know, it's at least you got the lead and, and putting the pressure on the other guy to catch. So uh, uh, we've been solid. We've been we got down there to one or whatever it was, and we win and they lose, so it's two. You know that can happen readily. Uh, you know, a couple more times, and I guess they got Verlander and uh, that other big shot coming in. Garrett Cole, yeah, yeah, to come in the next two days. Uh, uh, against uh, the Indians, so uh, they might be uh, taxed, to say the least. And Houston seems to be uh, uh, on fire. Yeah, they well. got everybody back finally. Yeah, they, they got, uh, they got their lineup back from broken ribs or whatever, and hits it over the grand slam. You know, that, <laughs> you know, that ain't right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they're a talented group, and Springer's hitting the ball, and you know, they they got a lot of talented people playing the game there. So uh, they look like they're uh, heading in the right direction, and staring at those two guys, Cleveland's going to be up against it. There's no question. Yeah, Tom, you had to deal with a few also-rans uh, there from yeah. uh, 93 to, to, you know, on. It wasn't eaten properly. It wasn't, yeah. yeah well, uh, yeah, you're, our old friend Gardy, 30 and 71 as a Monday yeah, morning. I, 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 I quiver every time I see the line <laughs> score on, on the crawl go across the on the bottom of the screen, and I go, oh, man, it's a shame uh, they really deteriorated. Uh, they were somewhat competitive. Yeah, they were 18 and 20 at one time. Uh, and com- being competitive and playing, and and uh, just caught up with them, the, the pitching end of it, is, it's just not good enough. And he's green out there, and, and the bullpen is, uh, you know, he, he hardly gets to even use them, so it's... Uh, uh, and Boyd is uh, can be beat, so it's you know he's his best starter, I think. Yeah, he pitched good yesterday, and they bullpen they lost the game. So. Yeah, it's just uh, if Boyd can get over the hump and be a little more refined and keep his pitch count down a little bit better, uh, you know he probably got a chance to win a few more games. But uh, if he has to vacate the field in the fifth or sixth, he's He's, they're probably going to lose. So it's uh, the bullpen is just not probably major and, league ready yet. And it sounds like they might trade both of them, Bonnie <laughs> yeah, Boyd and I'm Green. Talk about redo, oh, <laughs> but that's a you know it's one of the things. I know we went through it here and and uh, on the redo, and and uh, you watch all these young fellows come through. It's fun in one way, and it's not so fun in some others. But uh, uh, again. Uh, Gardy's strong, and he'll find a way to uh, 
get through it and hold his head up. Well, what hurts is if you get that first group you're supposed to build, rebuild around and then they can't do it. That, well, that makes you, it a little longer. That makes you know, it the does pr- take a while. <laughs> you find out who's going to be uh, man enough to step up and play both ends of the game on a regular basis with some consistency. Now, if you got a group of ten, if you get, what, six out of that and there's other four that you thought could do it, um, they don't work out, so you still now you got to go searching again. So that's what happens. You, you know, you think you're going to get ten out of ten. You, you, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> it's like growing grass in the backyard, you might get forty, fifty percent of it. <laughs> yeah, right. Another thirty, forty percent. Then what happened? You know. So uh, same thing. So you don't get it. You can't get ten out of ten. It's not going to happen. No, I. I one other thing in that division, the White Sox, uh, before the break, they were playing pretty good, and now you look at them, they can't score any runs. No. And, uh, it's, uh, well, it's, uh, that's, uh, that's, they got some young players, but they're long, they're still a ways away. They, you know, the, uh, the Abreu at first, yeah, he's a, he's pretty solid now, is, but he's no Cruz, Nelson no. Cruz, you know, and, and Nelson adds so much to our lineup and stability. And and Abreu does that to a certain extent, but not anywhere really close to what Cruz can do. But you know, he he's maybe he'll get better. Uh, but they really don't have uh, a lineup that that I think intimidates you. Now the third baseman, third baseman uh, maybe, and uh, and you know after that you, uh, I'm not a McCann fan. I know he's an All Star. But he doesn't look as spiffy as he did the first time around uh, with his at bats. Uh, I didn't think I, I, he didn't impress me at all. But uh, the third baseman certainly looks like he comes to play. And, and wasn't it nice to see the manager go down and get in his face after he didn't catch that pop up that uh, yeah. that snow? <laughs> that little yeah, right. That yeah, that and uh, he didn't get back there to catch it now the wind blows a lot there in that ballpark mm-hmm. but i think what he was uh the manager was upset about it was the effort and and, and what it, it didn't a, hurt because the kid experience to see a manager go down and get on somebody <laughs> you know you haven't seen that for a long time and then uh and then the kid had two great games <laughs> and he come out hit the next first pit boom boom God. <laughs> boy he took it to heart and and boy he hit the ball but he he looks like a solid guy down there at third. He looks like he can play that position and uh, make some plays, and, and uh, he certainly looks like he can swing the bat. So uh, he looks like a keeper to me. One last uh, thing, the new addition, the first addition to the uh, pitching staff, uh, very unique individual, Romo, throws about 60% sliders. 60, I think it's more like 94. <laughs> he, he, he just keeps throwing it, and... And he'll throw a sinker down and in once in a while to get the feet to move. And then he'll just keep throwing the slider, a three-and-two slider. You know, he ain't going to get no fast. <laughs> but, you know, I've never really heard him speak until yesterday when yeah. I, I listened to his interview. And, and uh, I thought he did terrific. I, nice. I didn't realize uh, he's very, uh, seemed to be very intelligent and, and talked really, really well. And uh, I was very impressed with him, and and uh, he certainly has got a resume to fall back on. He's got three rings to wear, and uh, so he has experience. Uh, 
It looks like he has one of those rubber arms that just going to keep him. What's he, 36, I think? Yeah, 36, yeah. yeah. And so a uh, very gifted man and, and uh, uh, brings a wealth of experience. But, you know, the catcher miles would just bring the two fingers, uh, one and two, and just put them down there, and, and he's going to throw the slider. So it's uh, uh, we're going to see a lot of those. <laughs> and for the most part, he keeps it down in the zone and gets you to chase and Maybe we'll see some of those check swings we talked about okay. uh, earlier, but uh, he uh, he seems to be a talented guy, and and uh, it's going to be uh, see where uh, Rocco uses him uh, if he's going to switch a Ruski here with uh, uh, Rogers and and uh, uh, Romo, Romo and and see or just try to match it up to see what it looks like at the end. So that should be fun to watch. Thank you very much, sir. Talk to you in a couple of weeks. All right, Pat. All right, Manny. All right, CTK. Uh, the great Tom Kelly. Uh, and uh, in a few minutes, Tim Kirchin. Tim Kirchin, ESPN and ESPN.com is with us. Okay. When I saw the item the other day that uh, we had had a three-home run game by an individual player in four straight days... I was hoping for a quirk gen. Do we have a quirk gen on that? Has that happened previously? No, no, no. It had never happened three days in a row. <laughs> and then it happened four days in a row. So I, I went back and looked. I just started in 1960, kind of similar to today's game. Yes. And I found like a year, a two-year period there where there was one three-homer game in the major leagues. This was... Late 70s, early 80s. There was one in a two-year period, and then we had four in four days. And again, Pat, we have set so many home run records. Get this. The Mariners set a record this year by giving up a home run in 107 consecutive games. What? broke the record. Yes, Pat. They broke the record by... The previous record was 38 less than that. It was like 58... And they went to 107, and the Orioles, who are indescribably terrible, set a major league record with 10 straight games with at least two homers per game. That's a major league record, and they're like 1,000 games under 500. The game we play today, Pat, we've been talking about this for three or four years now. It's just reached a point now where it's, it's way too far over the top. So how I was thinking about this yesterday when Max Kepler hit his 28th, uh, and he's having a hell of a year, but how are we going to adjust our brains to what makes up an astounding year now? I mean, uh, uh, Dozier hit 42, you know, as a second baseman, and that was about three years ago, and we were all blown away, but... That still seemed like a lot, but the Twins, uh, you know, Cruz and, Cruz and Kepler are both going to hit 40. Uh, and what, what are we going to use as our barometer? That's what I want to know. Pat, there, are, there is no barometer anymore. <laughs> this is the barometer. This season, this season has never happened. The Twins, as we know, had as many home runs at the All-Star break as they had all last year. They are the first team to get to 200 homers, and they beat the next closest team in history by almost a month. <laughs> 200 home runs. That's how amazing this has been. We have 
we have five teams that might set the major league record, meaning break the Yankees record of last season. This season has changed everything. And if we don't go back and look at the ball and look at our game after this season, then we're making a tremendous mistake. Because if this is what we need to get used to for the next five to ten years, oh, my goodness, it, will, it won't end. And that's not a good thing. So, uh, Cruz hit his three, and I think the shorty was 431 or two or something like that. I think the short one was, uh, might have been high 420s. I'm not sure, but they range from 430 to 475 or something like that. And and don't forget, Pat, Hank Aaron had one three homer game in his career. Yes. Gary Sheffield. Raphael Palmero, David Ortiz, all 500 home run hitters, never had a three-homer game. And then four guys did it on consecutive days. It just is so much now. This was Cruz's uh, first three-home run game, which we were uh, surprised at. Which is pretty amazing. And he's one of the older guys. To have a three-homer game for the first time. so And damn near... and damn near fourteen hundred feet. Don't, don't even understand anymore. <laughs> no, it is. It's phenomenal. You know what doesn't get enough credit? The bat. Uh, they these guys break a bat once a teams break three bats a, a week max. They used to break three a game. Yeah, the bat. The bat manufacturers have made a harder, uh, more potent bat. I don't think there's a way around that. Pete Incavelia told me once that he broke 144 bats in one season. <laughs> 12 dozen bats. Back when guys started, this is mid-80s, late-80s, started going to that really thin-handle bat with a with a barrel the size of a canned ham, thinking if I could get enough bat speed with yeah. a thin-handle bat, if I hit it on the barrel, it's going. And he broke bats just because the handle was so thin. Kevin Reimer, formerly of the Rangers, once broke. He broke six bats in one day. He broke one per at bat in the four at bat. And when he got back after breaking the fourth bat, he snapped the handle off of two of them in the dugout. He was so angry. And now the bats are so hard, they're so potent that when they, when it is hit on the sweet spot of one of these bats where the baseball as hard as a golf ball and a pitcher throwing 100 miles an hour it's no surprise we're going to hit 67 home 100 home runs this year we're going to demolish the record from last year tim we will have the uh uh mets game plan here uh before the trading deadline expires on wednesday uh i get the impression and this is just from talking to some new york guys when they were in town that Old Freddie Wilpon does not want the Mets to give up, so they had to go get another pitcher before they could trade Syndergaard. Is that what we got going on here? What what's going on here? Pat, how can they not give up? They stink. They can't, <laughs> they can't make they can't make the playoffs with this team. Not in the National League. The Braves are way better than they are. They're not going to catch the Braves. So their thinking though is we get a good pitcher, local guy. Marcus Stroman, all good, and he's not a free agent until after next year, but he's like the biggest ground ball pitcher in the major leagues, and they have the worst infield defense <laughs> in the major leagues. It doesn't make any sense. And then, Pat, if they are doing this solely 
to trade Noah Syndergaard to get a haul in return. I actually understand that possibility. But also keep in mind, Syndergaard is younger than Marcus Stroman and under control for longer than Marcus (laughs) Stroman. So why would you trade him in order to acquire Marcus Stroman? If Stroman's a good pitcher, he's going to help them. But if they really think they're going to the playoffs this year, I'm sorry. I just don't see it. I'm surprised that's all the Toronto could get for uh, Stroman because I know they're the Mets' two best pitching prospects, but neither of them are even top, uh, what, top 80 or something. I mean, they're not like these precious, precocious prospects. I, I was surprised they didn't get more. Well, I, we were told by Keith Law those are the sixth and seventh best prospects in the Mets systems. So yes. That's not too bad. They probably should have gone higher, but but they needed to make a deal, and now it'll be fascinating to see what the Mets do now because this almost, well, this seems to almost guarantee that they have to make another trade for a starting pitcher because uh, they need so much help on other parts of that team. Well, uh, we had the Yankees in here last week, as you well know, Tim, and he uh, had some of the great brawls ever. The Twins, uh, the Twins hit twelve home runs, scored twenty-seven runs, and won one out of three. And uh, then the Yankees went to Boston. Anyway, they had a six-game stretch where they gave up sixty-five runs. The Yankees. Uh, this is uh, uh, Booty was in here, and I was there. Uh, you know, Tuesday uh, down in the dugout, listen to him, and he said, "Well, our starting pitching has been pretty good. Uh, they they are obviously uh, not going to be the best team in the American League if they don't fix their starting pitching." Yeah, and they will, Pat. They gave up forty four runs in four games to the Red Sox. The Red Sox had never scored that many runs in any four game series. Ah, another quirk. <laughs> yeah, they just. They just pounded them. So the Yankees have to go get somebody, whether it's Robbie Ray from Arizona, who has trouble throwing strikes, by the way, or Trevor Bauer, who has doesn't have trouble apparently throwing the ball over the center field <laughs> fence. And maybe they go after Matthew Boyd of Detroit. Uh, maybe it's Mike Miner of the Rangers. But the bottom line is the Yankees, if they're going to win the World Series, that is beat Houston, maybe even beat the Red Sox, beat the Dodgers to win the World Series, they're going to need another starting pitcher. I think that's been proven by the last week, and I have every faith that Brian Cashman is really good at this. We'll find somebody, but he's going to have to give up Clint Frazier or Miguel Andujar, someone he doesn't want to deal and, but I think he's going to have to if he's going to get the pitcher he needs. Oh, yeah. Well, I think in that six-game stretch between the Twins and until Sunday, their longest start was four innings, if I'm not mistaken. So uh... Yeah, and Pat, they, they went a stretch allowing five or more runs for the first time in 75 years. <laughs> That's how long it's been since the, the Yankees had a stretch of runs scored against quite like that. That's what we're dealing with here. It is uh, very humorous to see the Twins and the Indians battling, though, uh, for the AL Central now, because you look up at the scoreboard, and the Twins are 8-7 to seven in the 6th, and the Indians are 1-0 in the 8th, you know, I mean, when they were, it's, uh, they're playing, it. They've, they've scored a few runs here and there, and Jose Ramirez is hot, but they're playing, they're playing a completely different brand of baseball than the Twins are. They really are. And it'll be fascinating to see what the Indians do with Trevor Bauer. They, he's a competitor. 
He's fearless. He's got great stuff, even though he hadn't pitched well lately. And they're in this difficult spot. Do we trade him? He's going to make $18 million or so in arbitration next year. But if they trade him and weaken what is their ultimate strength, their starting pitching, they have to get something immediate back in return for him. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense to deal him. But when you look at Terry Francona's face, Tito oh. Francona went out to take him out of the game. <laughs> if you could read lips, it was, oh, my God. You know, but Bauer is a little socially awkward anyway. He's done some unusual things on and off the field. Uh, but he's a competitor, and we'll, we'll see if the Indians look and say, all right, let's deal him. I don't think they'll do that, but they're at least considering it. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, uh, I I'd I'd heard about it. I hadn't seen it. Uh, you're seeing it, and you know it was framed by some people as he was mad because he was getting taken out of the game. Clearly, that was not it. I mean, he was he was disgusted with himself, uh, and uh, I would have been more upset of the fact he might throw out his arm. Although he is famous for his long tossing and stuff. Yeah, he does that. I think what Tito was most upset about is he showed up his teammates. So the yes. teammate Oscar Mercado lost the ball in the sun. We all understand that can happen. And and in Bauer's defense, he was contrite. He apologized immediately. But Tito said, basically, meet me down in the dugout. We're going to talk about this. <laughs> and like you're taking a seven-year-old and putting him in timeout. That's pretty much what happened. And I'm sure Tito let him have it, and he deserved it. But I repeat... They're not going to just trade him because he threw a ball over the center field fence. And every team in baseball knows if we acquire him, he's an unusual guy. <laughs> they didn't need to see yesterday's long toss to understand that. No, that that is true. So uh, uh, who is going to win the NL Central? Uh, <laughs> the answer, honestly, is I have no idea. They could finish it a three-way tie at 88 wins and nothing would surprise me. I picked the Cubs at the beginning of the year. I'm going to stick with the Cubs, not because I think they're going to go out and do anything at the trade deadline. I think Kimbrell was their big move. I think they're going to, I think, just think they're going to get healthier. They're going to get better. St. Louis has played much better. Milwaukee is due for a hot streak, but they're starting pitching and their bullpen has issues. So, I'm going to say the Cubs win, but uh, I, I may change my mind tomorrow. Yeah, the Cardinals, uh, they've been, you know, disappointing year, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden they win six in a row and they're in first place. <laughs> right. And Paul Goldschmidt, who had such a yeah. terrible first three months at a homer, six games in a row. It's amazing. <laughs> yes. It's, How it works, Pat. It is. Uh, let's admit it, Tim. Uh, all this power has created a festival of cork gins, That's for sure. Well, there's no shortage. Of, uh, <laughs> the last time this happened was 91 years ago. Yeah, right. This is the first time in Major League history that, I mean, it's every single day, Pat, and it's almost all around the strikeouts and the home runs because we're both on obscene record paces. Thank you very much. Talk to you in a couple of weeks, Tim. Okay, Pat, see you. All right, uh, Tim Kirkjian and a bonanza of Kirkjians there, uh, if you're a fan, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Unbelievable. We will uh, do this again next week, Buster Aldi, and uh, who else? Uh, we might even have a surprise guest. Uh, thanks for listening.